the point of Nixel is a vehicle for manifesting my and our collective magical will into the world. And we use it that way, but also to give voice to, as I was saying earlier, the adversarial other side, that, that which is the antithesis to this world.
Welcome to the Dreams of Consciousness podcast. If you'd be so kind, would the two of you mind introducing yourselves? I am C. I'm the vocalist of Nixel. I'm Aurora. I am the bassist and one of the backing vocalists also from Nixel. And how would you describe the music of Nixel? That's a great question. <laughs> We've been told called psychedelic, melodic, progressive, occult, black metal. <laughs> what <would you> say? <laughs> I think all those things apply. I think it's a little long-winded. Yeah. But... Yeah. I, I... <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> so, so most of those terms are are self-explanatory. If you'll indulge me, though. What what does black metal mean to you? I think I actually had this conversation a few times recently yeah. between ourselves. To me, black metal is a broad, broad concept. I know a lot of people, especially traditionalists, like to try to give it very strict parameters, like bad bad recording, <laughs> always blast beats shrill vocals things like that i think that that is doing a great disservice to the to the art form that is black metal a scandinavian postcode <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep yeah that too <laughs> i think one of the the greatest and most important things about black metal is is its ability to to evolve and twist and expand I would say that for the like if there's any one thing that I can say defines black metal it's a feeling more than a sound it's it has to be uncomfortable it has to be dark and it has to or it should push you you know how do I put that emotionally it should, it should be challenging, challenging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it should be challenging sonically challenging yeah energetically challenging would you describe black metal as a philosophy more than a musical style? Oh, man. You could say that, but that gets into really sketchy territory sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because because a lot of people would, would demand that the philosophy of black metal can go hand in hand with things like fascism. And... Like extremism at all costs, basically, which doesn't, it doesn't feel resonant for me, at least. Right. So what would be, I don't know. It's philosophy seems, I don't know. I, I think everybody probably thinks that they, they have the philosophy of black metal TM, like whatever that is. Uh, I don't know how to answer that. I think it would be difficult to, to paint a broad definition of philosophy with black metal, but I think it's more like of an, maybe an energetic current. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in that sense, would you say that black metal is similar to punk rock? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I I would say that punk kind of lost its spirit and black metal picked up where punk should have kept going. In what sense? Not to belabor this, but I, I am curious uh, <laughs> All right. what, what that means. I think punk started as a... started as a, like, a genre that that was more about the art and the feeling and the the spirit behind the music. It had a revolutionary energy, right? Or at least co like confrontational energy. But as the 
as the late 90s, early 2000s moved on, I feel like a lot of what punk became was just another, just another formulaic, like cookie cutter genre of music. And I feel like a lot of the pushing for artistry and the extremes of feeling got lost in favor of what like capitalism and yeah in favor in favor of yeah capital in yeah. favor of digestibility money. and that kind of stuff yeah right right yeah we had just talked about this either. i mean uh, we're all most of us in the band are old punks at heart <laughs> like haven't come up that way and so still have a lot of connection and relationship to that music so you know obviously not talking shit but i think what c mentioned about the formula of it like when you hear a song you could easily identify it as this is punk this even there's like a variety of genres or whatever whereas i guess black metal has so many so fucking many subgenres in <laughs> so many like ways of manifesting so that's a difference now too i think cool and i should mention Nixel has been on Dreams of Consciousness before. We did a Q&A back in 2021, I believe, after yeah. the first mm-hmm. album, All Knots Untied, came out. For anyone who didn't read that Q&A, would you mind bringing us up to speed and, and tell us uh, what brought you guys together, how you knew each other, and what your goals were when you first formed this band? So we... This was... We, we officially founded the band in November of 2019. So like right before the whole fucking world fell apart in a new way with the COVID pandemic. And at that point we, C and I knew each other and Shane, Shane and I had played together in another band. So the three of us had been communicating about wanting to create music. And we all had this like ongoing playlist of songs that were, we were feeling particularly inspired by at the time. And we met a friend who just played with us briefly and then what you know went to do other things but through him we met key our drummer and the four of us founded the band pretty much and we played together a bunch and then we brought in this dude brian who helped us record the first album and then shortly after the album was completed he left and we brought in alden and that absolutely solidified the lineup for us and we've been together in that permutation since 2020 i would say the like original foundation of the band was like shane and my old band had split up which left a big hole in both of our lives and c had recently moved to the area from another part of the world and was like kind of feeling their way out around things i think key had also just recently split up a band and we all were like just kind of chomping at the bit to have an opportunity to play again and our even though we all have like pretty uniquely different interests outside of black metal the different influences and stuff really kind of like somehow we sat down in a room together and it really gelled super well and felt really good and natural and synchronistic and i would say like if there is an overarching energy that brought us together it would have been this like you know, desperate burning need for catharsis that only playing in music and writing can fulfill for folks of a particular predilection, which we all are. <laughs> yeah. Would you say anything else? I guess the the only other thing I would say is that the original intent behind the band is to give give voice to the adversarial spirit 
and to push boundaries, which I know a lot of people have been saying recently that we have a lot of traditional black metal in our sound. And I, I guess you could say that, but our intent with this band has always been to not fall into those, fall into those like categorical grooves grooves yeah, yeah. yeah we're always trying Fall into those cliches maybe yeah yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. so the point the point is not to be the same band as every other band is the point is to adamantly change and uh, push ourselves right and see what see what comes of it yeah and push the push the genre i think that we, yeah so, <laughs> sorry if we're being long-winded about this <laughs> no worries. <laughs> you mentioned that uh, there was a playlist that inspired you. Oh yeah. Did you have a, an idea of what what kind of music or what sound you wanted to to create with Nixle? We knew we wanted to do black metal, although again, our specific like favorite black metal bands among the, the four of us original founding members and now also with Alden, we all are kind of attracted to different styles in different ways, which I think comes through the music. So black metal, whatever that meant, I guess, is kind of the original intent. Music with mood swings is something I say a lot. <laughs> I feel like that comes through. <laughs> so, Yeah. Bipolar black metal? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Multipolar, all the polar, collapsing the polar black <laughs> zero, metal. Zero polar black metal. <laughs> Fuck the poles. <laughs> On the spectrum black metal? Sure, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> so, Aurora, uh, in our Q&A, you described your, your writing process. You said that everyone contributes. Yeah. But in practical terms, what does that mean? Do you guys all jam together? Do you start in the rehearsal room together? Yeah, all of the above. Often, like my process is generally I'll be, I'll like wake up from a dream with a riff in my head or I'll be like driving somewhere and have to pull over and sing into my phone a riff that I can then bring to practice. We all usually will come to the space with some folks like Alden and Shane also will like bring a riff to the group and we'll start jamming on it and then things just kind of emerge that way. We've tried to be more strict in like, you know, we want to write a song that sounds like whatever being really sad, but like it never actually, it's always worked the best for us when things just kind of flow naturally. So yeah, there's a couple of, you know, one song on the new record that was, had a pretty strongly built skeleton when it was brought to the group, but then we all, you know, take things apart, rearrange them and mix them all together. So it is genuinely, and for the first time in my life, after having played for played in bands for many, many years, like it generally genuinely is a fully collaborative effort. And does everything start with a riff for you? Usually, I guess sometimes we'll be jamming on a riff and then something else will come up and then we'll end up on that tangent and that becomes something else you know running the risk of sounding incredibly esoteric although that's kind of part of it it is it often feels like something else takes over for us and that it's just this like really kind of wild process of unfolding and yeah but yeah i mean often it starts with a riff for sure 
you mentioned that you want to push the genre and you want to push yourselves. What, what does that mean in terms of songwriting when you're trying to avoid being stereotypical or cliched? It's from the perspective of, I mean, C does all the vocals so they can speak to that. But I mean, the lyrics, but in terms of like the song material, songwriting, I mean, we push our, we push each other and to become better more prolific and interesting musicians. So that's part of it intentionally and also not intentionally just because we all have different skill levels and experience and that. I don't really know how to explain it. I mean, we, we always talk about like, is this a Nixle song or is this just like a cool thing that we're playing with? We're pretty cautious to avoid things sounding like, like very clearly like other bands. Although we, you know, all have influences that I'm sure come through sometimes clearer than others i don't know what else would you say about that i would say we're we're pretty strict about if something comes to the table if a riff comes comes out and we can directly identify it as something we've heard before we fuck with it until we can't you know yeah until it's yeah it, it, it has to be <laughs> has to feel right really yeah 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 but it's it's really interesting you know playing with folks with different skill i mean shane is an incredible guitar player with a a style of playing that's like like i he's really influenced by like george lynch Mm -hmm. and like who else does he i mean queens reich and that like a lot of classic thrash and has that mindset and also things like post-punk which is where he and i kind of cross over like my one of my biggest influences for playing bass to begin with was being obsessed with bauhaus when i was young and david jay is just like an incredibly unique and interesting bass player so and then alden is a mellow death guy and also obviously a black metal you know fan but like he plays this totally different style like very riffy very like lead heavy and like melodic and like intricate and so finding ways for the three of us to make stringed instruments mesh together from these different sounds like one of my biggest influences is neurosis i love these like held out long droney intense like tense moments so you know we have the like the riffs and the wild melodies and this like you know droney moody thing and we have to really push our own limitations like mental limitations and boundaries and you know whatever skill sets in order to make that work but it somehow does so that's fun (laughs) yeah so you recently released your second album which is called from the wound spilled forth fire and it was released through prosthetic records tell me a little bit about the album tell me how the album started and uh, what your intentions were specific to writing this album well, we had a song written in part, at least, bef- while we were finishing up the last record that we tabled. And then, I don't know, thematically, how did that happen? It just kind of came up. Yeah. Trying not to, like, limit myself or lasso myself into anything. I don't really go into writing a new album with a concept that's not really the point of it. All the lyrics are written through personal experiences that I have doing spiritual and magical work and the results of that. And so 
basically from the wound spilled forth fire came about as that concept because I was going through some extremely traumatic experiences through the work and and finding that the the point of all that was to be able to find strength in in the things that that challenge you you know allowing allowing those things that challenge you to to build up your spirit your your what many people call black flame not letting those things destroy you but also actually appreciating the the difficulty in those experiences and finding finding your personal strength through them and that like all our music it kind of ends up just synchronistic synchronistically flowing from song to song like the music matched the experiences that you were working with right yeah i think yeah sure when did you actually start working on the music i mean you mentioned that the first song was a holdover from the previous album but yeah. in terms of writing was it was it a whole process that bit by bit every time you guys were in the practice room or did you get together with the intention of writing an album it unfolded on its own i would say over time we weren't really sure what the universe was going to look like as the pandemic occurred you know like we recorded all knots i believe in september of 2020 and things were still very high risk and you know intense and nobody knew whether or not we would ever be able to tour again and all that. so we really you know maintaining safety protocols just like really focused on using the time to write and create as a you know outlet and and then as things spread out it took a i mean we then did start touring in 2021 so that took up a lot of time for us and so you know we'd work on songs when we weren't actually you know going out in the world and playing shows and that and then we finally got a demo together of a few songs that we had finished and got connected to prosthetic through that and and that kind of like we had planned to release the record ourselves if we weren't able to find label support, which thankfully we were, I say, thankfully, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful to work with prosthetic, but we would have done it either way. But I think that kind of like inspired us to push faster to finish the record. And so we finished the record and there it is. How would you compare this album to from knots? All knots, sorry. I think in, in many ways it's, it's a progression. I think that with, especially with the addition of Alden, we have found a way we, we found the way we write together. Whereas before, like all knots was a, was with a different guitarist and we were all kind of getting to know each other and how we wrote and how we worked together. And then that guitarist was off and I think with with Alden coming in, it took a little bit, but we all reached a point where we just flow with each other. It's never like there's there's not really any butting heads with what a song is going to sound like. Oftentimes, we say we don't even we don't even know how the song happened. Yeah, 
it just kind of comes out. So overall, I'd say it, it's a little more organic than All Knots was, if only for the fact that we know each other better. It's um, more aggressive, I think, and it's more complex than it was with the first record. Definitely. There's a lot of, I mean, there's this album has three part vocal sections there's you know a lot of like the way that shane and alden play off each other is really different than the way the guitars were on the first record yeah i feel i think for all of us it feels like an evolution from the first one which is what hopefully what most folks experience with their second album i mean you use the word organic but were these were these changes conscious or did you recognize after the fact that this is what the album was going to sound like. Pretty much that, yeah. It was it was not a conscious decision. The most of our songs come out that way. Not really a conscious. We're going to write this. This is going to sound like this kind of thing. It just kind of one flows into the other, and then we have an album at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs>
the album complete from a, a writing standpoint? December of last year? Yeah, I believe. Or November of last year, 2022. And then we went into the studio in January. So yeah, probably like around then. Yeah, there was a little intensity of we had booked studio time and we're like, all right, now we got to fucking finish this thing. Uh, so there, it, it definitely felt a little bit intense towards then. But yeah, I would say it was done around November of last year. You recorded the album at Magpie Cage Recording Studio. Yeah. With Jay Robbins. Uh, you worked with Jay on the previous album as well. Why Jay? He's amazing. He is an incredible, I mean, he's got a legendary punk you know dc discord etc pedigree so that's really cool he let us record to tape for the first album and we did everything live and he was really enthusiastic about us wanting to record live and we did that again with this album he's very and also enthusiastic about the ways we like to experiment in the studio and play around with stuff also we're very fortunate that he lives in our city so it's an easy choice that way he's part of our community and you know we don't have to travel super far but his style just really works for us i would say yeah what do you think about that that's i think you covered it cool (laughs) (laughs) now why is recording live important for you we're a live band i mean we say this all the time like the so many times we have had people come up to us after a show and be like, you know, I really love your record, but like live is a completely different experience. And we're like, that's the thing. Recording live is the closest we can get to actually having a live show, having whoever's listening to the record, like in the audience of a particularly like intense live show, but record it that they can, you know, have and take home. We play off each other live really well. We just, I don't, I don't, know it's it just makes the most sense for us like in terms of how we how we physically play and also just uh, again how we want to be in the space together it's uh, it's organic and it's natural and it it's fun you know and it conveys i think the spirit of the music and the band quite a bit more than it would for us to do things as you know single tracking i think with track i mean obviously tracking albums is fine but I think it gives people an opportunity to really like dissect and overthink things. And the live setting of recording keeps it honest, I guess, for lack of a better term. See, I want to speak about your, your vocal performance. You go back and forth between a screaming style and more of a almost like spoken word or performance uh, vocal. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, I I guess the I feel like when I do the yelled or sung like less less distorted vocals, I use those when I'm trying to really emphasize emphasize not really a point, but like energetic movement in the songs. It also is just I that's that's how I enjoy doing vocals. I don't hear many other people doing that. It helps set my vocals apart from any other typical black metal person doing it. But the main, main point behind that is that it's a different, it's a different way to push energy for like, I know we keep saying very occulting and 
esoteric, esoteric <laughs> things, but it's a yeah, it's it's just a just a more forceful way of pushing pushing the intent of the song in certain situations. In terms of the the esoteric and the occult, is that something you guys are involved with? Yes, I mean some of us more heavily than others. I pretty much it's my entire life. <laughs> others in the band dabble. Some don't have anything to do with it. But for me personally, Nixel, the point of Nixel is a vehicle for manifesting my and our collective magical will into the world. And we use it that way. But also to give voice to, as I was saying earlier, the adversarial other side, that that which is the antithesis to this world. I don't, I don't know how to, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's, to me, it's something bigger. It is the, the most important thing. And I see myself as serving as a voice for that. So when people hear this podcast, you guys will be embarking on a a U.S. tour. Uh, Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, we're doing, I believe, eight dates in the U.S. Northeast. We are, I think half of them are with our friends Immaplex from Maine, who if folks have not heard, they should go and listen to them right now because they're awesome. And yeah, every we're playing with, I mean, one of my favorite things about touring is just being able to connect with other folks who are inspired by and like moved to facilitate uh, the underground. And it's just always really excellent to get to like encounter other bands who are doing the work and passionate about it. But yeah, so we're playing, where are we going? We're leaving September 29th and through October 6th and going from Ohio, Philly, Worcester, Mass, New Haven, Connecticut, Vermont, Portland, Maine, Providence, and then New York, and then back. There's full listing on our social media and website, if anybody is so inclined to check that out. (laughs) So, From the Wound, Spilled Forth Fire is out now through Prosthetic Records. Sienna Aurora, tell everyone how they can order the album. What's the best way to get it? You can buy it from our Bandcamp, which is nixel.bandcamp.com. And in fact, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but the next Bandcamp Friday is this upcoming September 1st. So that is cool. There's also Prosthetics Web Store has it. I believe Night Shift does international shipping. So you can get it to anywhere in the whole world without having to pay an insane amount, which is awesome. But yeah, we certainly love for folks to get things from our Bandcamp. Do you want to say anything about the vinyl version that prosthetic uh, is releasing oh yeah the vinyl version is this really wild like smoky yellow black thing that we're calling uh, abyssal fire it is kind of parallels the back cover of the record and the like smoke and evokes feelings of smokiness it's very beautiful i'm biased but i do believe it's very beautiful all of the album i should say too all of the album art except for obviously the vinyl itself but the cover art and everything it was all done by members of the band so hand like that cover is a oil painting that C did the inside insert was drawn by 
key our drummer and the back cover was done by shane so we're proud of that and i should mention your guitarist shane also did some videos for the the album as well right yeah he did he he does all of our videos and most of our photography as well we have a video for each single that that came out over the last few months I'm working on a new one and we're all working on a new video right now and how can people watch those are those on your personal uh, youtube page or on the prosthetic page they're on prosthetics page we're trying to figure out how to get them connected to our page too but if you just look up nixel they will invariably pop up on youtube and so you mentioned your social media pages what's the best way to to follow you guys online and get the tour dates and the, and that kind of thing our social media handle is nixel nothing at nixel nothing for instagram and facebook and i i'm told we also have a twitter and a or x whatever it's fucking called now <laughs> <laughs> and we now in fact have a TikTok or whatever page it'll be well. called whatever yeah. it'll be called by the time people hear this podcast yeah exactly who knows could be anything <laughs> whatever that jackass massive <laughs> ego decides to do with yeah the world. our website is also nixelnothing.com so it's easy to remember all those all those things have the same name is there anything else you guys want to say no thank you for having us it, it's fun to talk about this stuff yeah thank you cool thanks guys yeah. all right
Okay.